Jay. Blue Jay. Upstate New York. I'm sure Bob Marley would be proud of that song we just did right there. I don't have his musical stylings, but hey, dare to dream. Welcome to another edition of MLB Morning Coffee. Today is Saturday, July 25th, 2020. A whole slate of games from last night to go over. And like we said in that little intro song, we're going to talk about the Toronto Blue Jays playing in Buffalo. That will be a little bit later on in the show. But as we had a full slate of games, we're going to give you a game-by-game recap of everything that happened in baseball yesterday. So we will start off with the first game of the day, the Atlanta Braves at the New York Mets. Cespedes all for 2 in his return. And he drives one deep left field, headed back toward the wall. That ball is out of here! You win the Cespedes! That audio courtesy of SNY in New York. Mets beat the Braves 1-0 on opening day. That Cespedes homer that you just heard, the only run of the game between both teams. Seth Lugo gets the win out of the bullpen for the Mets. He pitches two scoreless innings. The loser, Chris Martin, who gave up that home run to Ioannis Cespedes. And no decision for Jacob deGrom. He goes five innings, allows one hit, walks one, and strikes out eight. Also no decision for Atlanta's Mike Soroka. Six shutout innings, four hits, no walks, and three strikeouts. Edwin Diaz picked up the save in a scoreless ninth inning for New York. Brandon Nimmo went two for four for the Mets. He was the only player on either team with multiple hits in the ball game. Atlanta's high-powered offense was held to just three hits on the afternoon. We now take you to Cincinnati for the Tigers and the Reds. Castellini and the Williams and Phil Castellini. That ball is in the air to right field by Votto, and he has his first home run here in 2020. Votto, a couple of hits tonight. Lined into a double play and now launches one to right center field to make it a 4-1 Cincinnati lead. Reds would go on to win that game by a 7-1 final. Joey Votto, who you heard on that home run courtesy of Fox Sports Cincinnati, goes 2-for-4 with a home run and two runs scored. Cincinnati got six innings out of Sonny Gray, who picks up the win. He allowed one run on three hits, walked two, and struck out nine Matthew Boyd takes the loss for Detroit. He went five innings in his opening day start, allowed four runs on six hits, walked two, and struck out two. Red scored two in the first, one in the third, one in the fifth, one in the sixth, and two in the seventh. Really nice Reds debut for Mike Moustakis. He goes three for four with four RBI. The Tigers were also held to just three hits with their lone run coming on a solo homer in the fourth inning from C.J. Crone. We now take you to Chicago for the Brewers and the Cubs. Pause in the stretch. And half into center. Kane is watching and it's gone! A two-run homer! Ian Happ and the Cubs have the lead. Audio courtesy of the Marquee Sports Network, that home run from Ian Happ in the third inning off of the Brewers' Brandon Woodruff put the Cubs out to a 2-0 lead. That is all they would need. They would get a home run from Anthony Rizzo, a solo shot in the eighth inning. The Cubs shot out the Brewers 3-0 at Wrigley Field. 
Kyle Hendricks goes a complete game. He allows just three hits, doesn't walk anybody, and strikes out nine. He becomes the first pitcher to throw a complete game shutout with nine or more strikeouts, no walks, and three or fewer hits on an opening day start since Liddell Titcomb did it for the New York Giants on April 20, 1888. The Brewers were held to just three hits. The Cubs were held to just five. Woodruff in the loss went five innings, allowed just those two runs on the half homer, four hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Impressive to say the least from Kyle Hendricks, who has clearly established himself as the ace of the Cubs staff. Now down to Tampa Bay for the Blue Jays and the Rays. Biggio hammers one right field, down the line, it is gone. A three-run homer for Kevin Biggio. And the Blue Jays now lead 6-1. to one. The great Dan Schulman on the call for Rogers Sportsnet in Toronto. Blue Jays get the opening day win 6-4 over the Tampa Bay Rays. That homer from Kevin Biggio extended the Blue Jays' lead to 6-1 in the top of the fifth inning. Blue Jays scored three in the top of the fourth inning thanks to a Randall Gritchick RBI single, a Rowdy Telez sacrifice fly, and a Teoscar Hernandez sacrifice fly. Hinjin Ryu got the start for Toronto. He had a no decision, though, four and two-thirds innings, four hits, three runs, all earned three walks and four strikeouts. Jordan Romano got the win for Toronto out of the bullpen with one scoreless inning, two walks and two strikeouts. Ken Giles the save for the Jays, one scoreless ninth inning. Charlie Morton picked up the loss for the Tampa Bay Rays, gives up six earned runs on seven hits in just four innings of work, one walk and four strikeouts. Kevin Biggio, the star of the show, two for five with two runs scored and three RBI. He did strike out three times. Yoshitomo Sitsugo hit his first career home run for Tampa. Willie Adamas went two for three. He was the only Ray with multiple hits in the ball game. Now, let's send it to Fenway Park for the Red Sox and the Orioles. First and third. And that one hit the other way for a base hit. That'll bring in Martinez. And the Red Sox, as Xander scoots on down to third base, have opened it up here nine to nothing. That was a single from new Red Sox right fielder Kevin Pillar replacing Mookie Betts in the Boston lineup. Boston rolls Baltimore 13-2. Red Sox scored four in the third, six in the fourth, three in the sixth inning. They had 17 hits in the ballgame. Kevin Pillar was a huge part of the evening. He had a two-RBI double in the third inning, an RBI single in the fourth inning. He also robbed a home run early in the ball game. He finished three for five with three RBI. J.D. Martinez for the Red Sox as their DH also went three for five with three RBI. Nate Ivaldi, the win for Boston. Six innings of one-run baseball, five hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. Tommy Malone took the loss for Baltimore. Three innings, four hits, four runs, three walks, and five strikeouts. Orioles pitching walked seven in the ball game, and Baltimore was held to just six hits. We go to Progressive Field in Cleveland for the Indians and the Royals, and Shane Bieber, well, he put on quite a show tonight for Cleveland. Swung out of this, he got him to chase a breaking ball in the dirt, and the inning is over. Draw him out looking. Fastball just painted it. Franco down swinging, and that's three strikeouts in a row now for Shane Bieber. 
Those are three of Shane Bieber's 14 strikeouts. He gets the win in six shutout innings as the Indians top the Royals 2-0. Both of the Indians' runs coming in the bottom of the fifth inning on RBI from Oscar Mercado and Cesar Hernandez. Bieber goes six, as we said, four hits, one walk, those 14 strikeouts. That is a home opener record for any Cleveland pitcher. Brad Hand got the save, one perfect inning out of the Tribe's bullpen with two strikeouts. Indians pitching had 18 strikeouts tonight as they in total allowed just four hits. Danny Duffy took the loss for the Royals. He allowed two earned runs in four and a third innings, three hits, no walks, and two strikeouts. We will now take you to Texas where Lance Lynn was on his A game tonight in the opening of Globe Life Field. It's the Rangers and the Rockies. Odor toward the alley, right center. It's down, base hit. Santana scores. Odor pedals for second, and the Rangers score the first run of the ball game. one nothing in the sixth inning. Ruknet Odor's sixth inning double was the only run of the entire ball game as the Rangers blanked the Rockies 1-0 at the opening of Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. Lance Lynn was fantastic for the Rangers. He goes six shutout innings, just two hits allowed, walked four, but struck out nine. Jose Leclerc gets the save for Texas as he goes a scoreless ninth inning. Herman Marquez takes the loss for Colorado. Five and two-thirds innings, one run on two hits, three walks and six strikeouts. Rangers pitching combined for 14 strikeouts. Nobody had many hits in this game at all. Each team had just three hits in the ball game, but that Odor hit was the one that made the difference. The Texas Rangers have got a revamped pitching staff, and they'll be fun to watch this year, especially if Lance Lynn is on his game. Now to St. Louis for the Cardinals hosting the Pittsburgh Pirates. Works on the lead. He works on taking extra bases. High fly ball, deep left field at the wall. Gone! Two-run homer, Paul DeYoung. Couple of strikeouts early, so what? He strikes late with this two-run shot, and the Cardinals shortstop has his first of 2020. Paul DeYoung's 402-foot homer extended the Cardinals' lead over the Pirates to 5-4. Pirates would get two runs in the ninth inning, but St. Louis would hold on for the 5-4 win. Jack Flaherty picks up his first win of the season, seven innings for the Cardinals' ace, two runs on six hits, no walks and six strikeouts. Cardinals hit three homers in the game. Tyler O'Neill hit a solo shot in the third inning to get the Cardinals on the board. Dexter Fowler followed with a solo shot of his own in the bottom of the fifth inning. Cardinals added a third run in the bottom of the sixth on a Yadier Molina single. St. Louis looks like they're going to be just as good as ever this season. Nine hits for the Cardinals. They scored runs in four different innings. Joe Musgrove took the loss for Pittsburgh. Five and two-thirds innings, five hits, three runs, three walks, seven strikeouts. He allowed two homers. We will now go to Philadelphia for the Miami Marlins and the Philadelphia Phillies. And 0-2 coming from Nola. Oh. And that is drilled left center field. And gone, a home run for Jesus Aguilar. His first is a Marlin, and it breaks the tie. 
that two-run shot from Jesus Aguilar, the former Brewer and Tampa Bay Ray, broke a 1-1 tie in the top of the sixth inning to make it 3-1 Marlins at the time. Miami would score two more runs in the top of the sixth inning, and the Marlins would beat the Phillies by a 5-2 final. Sandy Alcantara gets the win. He goes six and two-thirds innings for the Fish. Three hits, two runs, just one earned, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Corey Dickerson goes two for four with a run scored for Miami, and the Marlins get an opening day win. Aaron Nola takes the loss for Philadelphia. Five and a third innings, four runs on five hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Phillies had five hits in the game with just three of them against the starter for Miami in Sandy Alcantara. Back to Chicago, White Sox and the powerful Minnesota Twins. On the first pitch of the season, sends one to right, goodbye. Picking up right where they left off, Kepler on the season's first pitch, sends one out. I tell you, you know you have a good omen for the season when you homer on the first pitch of the season. That was one of two homers that Max Kepler hit in the ball game as the Twins beat the White Sox 10-5. It was not as simple as that. Twins scored four in the top of the first inning. White Sox scored one in the bottom of the first inning. Then Kepler homered again in the second inning to make it 5-1. White Sox would score four to tie it in the bottom of the second inning thanks to a Yoan Moncada three-run homer, but the tie was broken in the top of the fourth inning as Jorge Polanco had a two-run single to make it 7-5 Twins. Twins would get three runs in the seventh and route to the 10-5 victory. Trevor May gets the win out of the bullpen for Minnesota, a scoreless fifth inning of work for him. Jose Barrios got the start for the Twinkies. Four innings, seven hits, five runs, all earned one walk and one strikeout. Rough start for Lucas Giolito. He takes the loss. Three and two-thirds innings for the south side starter. Six hits, seven runs, three walks, and three strikeouts. Twins had five guys with at least two hits and four guys with at least two RBI. They include the aforementioned Max Kepler and Jorge Polanco, along with Luis Arias and Jake Cave. For the White Sox, Yohan Moncada had a three-for-five performance with that three-run homer. Multi-hit games for Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, and Tim Anderson, but the rest of the Sox lineup very quiet. Let's head out west for the Padres and the Diamondbacks in the debut of Madison Bumgarner in a Diamondbacks uniform. Man, that is hard to get used to coming from this San Francisco native. Hosmer drives it to left field. Peralta going back, and he leaps, can't get it. It's over his head. One run is in. Here comes a second run. Can he clear the bases again? Here comes a throw to the plate. He's safe. Three more runs are in. The second bases clearing double on the night for Eric Hosmer, who has driven in six Padres runs. Even with the D-backs debut of Madison Bumgarner, the night belonged to Eric Hosmer, as you heard the great Don Orsillo on the call on the Padres broadcast network. He had six RBI on the night as the Padres beat the Diamondbacks 7-2. Hosmer broke a scoreless tie in the bottom of the sixth inning with a bases-clearing double with the bases loaded against Madison Bumgarner to give the Padres a 3-0 lead. Arizona got a run back in the seventh inning, 
but Eric Hosmer came up again with the bases loaded, that highlight that you just heard, and he doubled home three more runs to make it 7-1 to one in favor of San Diego. Chris Paddock gets the win for the Friars. He goes six shutout innings, four hits, one walk, and four strikeouts. Mad Bum takes the loss in his Diamondbacks debut, five and two-thirds innings, four hits, three runs, three walks, and four strikeouts. Hosmer had three of the eight hits for San Diego. Cole Calhoun went two for four with a homer for Arizona. And Christian Walker went two for four with an RBI for Arizona. Let's go down to Texas. Once again, the Astros hosting the Seattle Mariners. Brantley to right field. Malik Smith going back, and that's gone. A three-run shot for Michael Brantley, and the big inning gets bigger. That Michael Brantley three-run homer was part of a five-run Astros fifth inning that took a Mariner 2-1 lead and turned it into a 6-2 Astros lead. The Astros would cruise to an 8-2 victory over the Mariners. In the ball game, the winner was Justin Verlander. Gives up just two solo homers over six innings of work. Three hits, one walk, and seven strikeouts. Just five hits in the game for the Mariners. Marco Gonzalez takes the loss. Four and a third innings, five hits, four runs, three earned, one walk, and two strikeouts. Brantley, the only multi-hit game of anybody between the two clubs. Two for three with that three-run homer. Jose Altuve had an RBI, as did Carlos Correa. I actually, excuse me, Martin Maldonado was two for four with two RBI as well for the Astros. Solo homers for Kyle Seeger and Kyle Lewis. Kyle Lewis, who has a chance to be the rookie of the year in the American League. We go to Chavez Ravine for the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants, and it was a big night offensively for the men in blue. Fly ball to center field. Wisconsin going back at the wall. The second tonight for Max Muncy. One of two homers on the night for Max Muncy as the Dodgers pummel the Giants 9-1 at Dodger Stadium. Max Muncy got the party started with a home run in the first inning. Justin Turner added to the lead with a single in the second inning. Jalen Davis hit a home run for the Giants in the top of the third inning. But the Dodgers would then score in five straight innings starting in the fourth with a run in the fourth, a run in the fifth, a run in the sixth, two in the seventh, and two in the eighth. Multi-RBI games for Max Muncy, who is three for four with two homers, two RBI, and three runs scored. Justin Turner went two for four with two RBI as well. Corey Seager had a three-hit night for LA. The winning pitcher Ross Stripling, he goes seven innings, allows one run on four hits, no walks. He strikes out seven. The loser for the Giants, Tyler Anderson, one and two-thirds innings, three hits, two runs, three walks, didn't strike out anybody. Dodgers are 2-0 and to start this season. Giants are 0-2. We finished last night's slate of games out in Oakland as the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim take on the Oakland Athletics. First pitch is hit right field. This is going to win it. Let's just see how far it goes. And it is gone. That's a grand slam home run to walk this thing off. Matt Olson does not wait around. He hits one into the seats. And it's a 7-3 final in extra innings. 
the final game of the night, the Oakland A's and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim at the Oakland Coliseum. This game made history. It was the first game in Major League Baseball history to have extra innings start with a runner on second base. This is the minor league baseball rule that they are implementing in Major League Baseball during the 2020 season. It was a 7-3 final in 10 innings, but it was quite a creative final score. The A's had a 3-2 lead going into the top of the ninth inning after Ramon Laureano tied the game in the bottom of the eighth with a double and Matt Chapman brought him home with a triple to give the A's a 3-2 lead. Then in the top of the ninth inning, Jason Castro hit a leadoff homer against Liam Hendricks to tie the game up at three, and the game would go to extra innings. The Angels would start with Shohei Otani on second base, but he would end up getting picked off as he went to third on a ground ball. The A's would start with a runner on second base with the game still tied at three. Nobody bunted, the bases would be loaded, and Matt Olson on the first pitch that he saw ended up hitting a grand slam against Hobie Milner and the A's win by a 7-3 final. Birch Smith is the winning pitcher for the A's. He pitched a scoreless 10th inning. Hansel Robles, the closer for the Angels, is the losing pitcher. He gives up three runs, two earned in an inning and a third out of the bullpen. By the way, just to note, the runner that starts on second base is an unearned run no matter what. Ramon Laureano was the offensive star of the game for the A's outside of Matt Olson. He goes two for three with a solo homer and RBI double. He scores three runs in the ball game. Olson went two for four with that walk-off grand slam. Matt Chapman one for five with the RBI triple. Seven hits for the Angels. Nobody with multiple hits in the ball game. That is your recap of last night, July 24th. Now let's preview today's slate of Major League Baseball games. The day kicks off at 12.05 Central Time. The Brewers pay visit to the Chicago Cubs. Corbin Burns gets the ball from Milwaukee. He'll be opposed by Hugh Darvish for Chicago. 1.35 Eastern Time, the Baltimore Orioles taking on the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park. Alex Cobb goes for Baltimore. Martin Perez for the Bo Sox. Twins at the White Sox, 1.10 Central Time. Randy Dobnek for the Twins. Dallas Keuchel makes his White Sox debut. 1.15 Central start time in St. Louis. It will be Trevor Williams taking the ball for the Pittsburgh Pirates against Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals. 3.10 Eastern time in Tampa Bay. Matt Shoemaker for the Blue Jays against Ryan Yarbrough for the Rays. Down in Texas, a 4.05 Eastern time start. John Gray for Colorado against Mike Miner for Texas. 4.05 Eastern start in Philadelphia. Caleb Smith goes for the Miami Marlins against newly acquired Zach Wheeler for the Philadelphia Phillies. Day baseball in Oakland, a 1.10 Pacific time start. Dylan Bundy makes his Angels debut against Sean Manaya for the A's. 4.10 Eastern start in New York. Max Fried goes for the Atlanta Braves. He'll be opposed by Steven Matz for the New York Mets. Giants and Dodgers at 1.10 Pacific time. Alex Wood goes for the Dodgers, and for the second straight day, Gabe Kapler and the Giants have not announced a starting pitcher. 4.10 Eastern time down in Houston. Taiwan Walker for the Seattle Mariners against Lance McCullers for Houston. 
good to see McCullers healthy. Royals will be at the Indians, 5-10 Eastern time. Brady Singer, the former Royals first-round pick, makes his big league debut for Kansas City. He'll be opposed by Mike Clevenger for Cleveland. 5-10 Eastern start in Cincinnati. Ivan Nova, the newly acquired Detroit Tiger, will take the ball for the Tigers. He'll be opposed by Luis Castillo for the Reds. Yankees and Nationals do battle at 7.15 Eastern time at Nationals Park. Good matchup, James Paxton for the Yankees, Steven Strasburg for the Nationals. And wrapping up the evening, a 6.10 Pacific time start at Petco Park. Robbie Ray will take the ball for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He'll be opposed by Denilson LeMay for the Padres. That is your schedule for today, July 25th. 2020. We will now get into a couple of storylines before we say goodbye on today's MLB Morning Coffee. The story that we told you off the top of our show, the Toronto Blue Jays have a home for this year. They will be playing at Salem Field, the home of the AAA Buffalo Bisons, their AAA affiliate. The Blue Jays said in a statement from CEO Mark Shapiro, we are extremely grateful to have a home in Buffalo this season thanks to the openness, creativity, and partnership of the Buffalo Bisons, Major League Baseball, and Blue Jays staff who have worked tirelessly to prepare us for games at Salem Field. So the way that this happened is that they wanted to play games in Baltimore, but the state of Maryland was not going to let them play games in Baltimore until September. That obviously wasn't going to work, and even though it was substandard lighting, from a travel perspective, it was just a whole heck of a lot easier. The reason the article says most home games is that their first series against the Washington Nationals is going to be played in D.C. due to modifications that are going to need to be made at Salem Field over the next couple of days to get it up to Major League standards. I am glad that they took this option. This is what I said last week. They should play in Buffalo. It is the easiest and most convenient facility given their infrastructure. By the way, Buffalo was the alternate site for the Blue Jays. They are now going to send their alternate site to Rochester, the AAA home of the Minnesota Twins, which is just a little over an hour away from Buffalo. So their taxi squad and their alternate training site is not going to be that far away. But for this year, say hello to your Buffalo Blue Jays. I'm sure that people that have logo design skills are going to be able to come up with some pretty creative logos. You've got the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Sabres in the NFL and the NHL respectively. In college football, you've got the Buffalo Bulls. I'm sure that you could mix the Blue Jays in with something of that variety. But we have, for this year, the Buffalo Blue Jays. So COVID-19 absences are going to be a big part of the 2020 season, and they reared their ugly head for the Atlanta Braves before their season opener yesterday against the New York Mets. Although both of them tested negative, the Atlanta Braves were without Tyler Flowers and Travis Darnot, their two catchers for their season opener, and they had to replace them with two other catchers 
Alex Jackson and William Contreras. While both of them tested negative when they were tested yesterday, there is a chance that they could possibly test positive if tested again. Major League Baseball does not have to release that information, but out of the abundance of caution, they were removed from the roster and the Braves had to put two new catchers on the roster. We hope that it is just as Brian Snitker, the manager of the Braves, said, cold-like symptoms for Flowers and Darno, and nothing more than that. Every time you see something on the symptoms line, you just have to be careful and you have to take the most caution possible given the scenario of this environment. Our final story comes courtesy of the Cleveland Indians who decided to wear their road jerseys for their home opener instead of their home jerseys. The reason why they did that is that the road jerseys say Cleveland, the home jerseys say Indians, and they want to avoid using the Indians moniker as the franchise goes toward a name change. Francisco Lindor was quoted as saying, We know change is due and it is time, but I believe positive change can happen. Shining the light on those minorities and people who are in need, it's extremely important. That's what we're doing out there, bringing the spotlight on those people, minorities that need the spotlight on them so their voices can be heard. Positive change can happen. We're due for it. And I could not agree more. This is coming after the Washington NFL team elected to drop its racist moniker, which also has Native American origins. All right, well, opening day in the books, day two of a full slate of action is today. We hope that you will enjoy it. Thanks for listening to another edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios here in San Francisco, California. Make sure that you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. It helps out our metrics tremendously. Email the show, greg.maraz, that's M-R-O-Z at yahoo.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Greg D. Maraz. Enjoy another day of baseball, and we will catch you in the AM.